Parenting is work, like a lot of work, and it can be easy to feel like no one understands. Well, as a mom of four, including two newborn twins, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that at the end of the day, we're all figuring it out as we go. You are not alone. I'm Summer Shepherd, and this is, no seriously, how do I do this? As parents, we all wear and utilize tool belts. Now, maybe yours actually has like screwdrivers and measuring tape in it because you're super handy. That's not me. That's not in my tool belt. My tool belt contains things like bribery. <laughs> no shame. I'm not, a, I'm not against bribery, you know, on a long road trip where I really need my kids to calm down or at bedtime when they will not go to sleep. Oh yeah, we got sticker charts. We've got dollar store prizes. Okay, I get it. Maybe in your tool belt is that really stern look and the fingers that count to three. And by the time that third finger's up, there's silence that has fallen on the room. Maybe that's in your tool belt. Today, we're going to talk about that tool that all parents should be utilizing because it's not only going to help strengthen the relationship with your kids, but it works. It is a tactic that is going to help your family and it's going to help your kids grow, learning how to cope with life. Life is hard. Life is serious. Life is often a struggle. But it doesn't mean that we can't find the humor and the joy in the midst of it. And so I am so excited to welcome back Dr. Melissa Mork. Now, if you recall, she spoke to us previously on the topic of recognizing and addressing depression in our kids. And today we're going to take a little lighter track on things here. By way of reminder, she is a professor. She is the chair of the Department of Psychology, Criminal Justice, and Law Enforcement at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. She is an author, she's a stand-up comedian, and she is a certified humor professional. So as far as I understand the term certified humor professional, like all I know about that is that Melissa Mork is one. And I also, I picture Patch Adams. <laughs> so, so what does yeah. it really mean to be a certified humor professional? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned him because uh, I'm certified through the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, and Patch Adams has been part of our group. So there is that connection. However, he is more of a therapeutic clown and he does more medical humor. A certified humor professional is somebody who's done uh, three years of college level study on the topic of humor in various domains. And so I've been studying humor in grief work and humor in teaching, but also humor in parenting, which is something that I've, I've really uh, been drawn to as I see myself using humor in the way I parent my own kids. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I mean, being funny and dad jokes and stuff, but like yeah, actually yeah, no. as a strategy, it's that a blows thing. my mind and it, it fascinates yes. me. I love it. Why is yes. humor important? Like, why does it even matter? Oh, because a merry heart is like good medicine, right? It's one of the Proverbs. And we intuitively know that it softens conflict and it connects us with one another and it reduces threat and it enhances relationship, marriage relationships. We know intuitively that there's so many benefits to humor and laughter. And I think Victor Borga said, humor is the closest thing between two human beings or something like that is is the most direct line between two humans and it it just connects us but it also it helps in conflict it reduces tension it just has so many therapeutic benefits summer yeah i guess i can see that i'm thinking of 
you know, those lists you make when you're in your early 20s or a teenager of what your dream guy is going to be like. Yes. And on there is always <laughs> has to have a great sense of humor. I mean, we, we do value that really high. Yeah, we do. And as a matter of fact, when we, even in current statistics, when we ask single people, what are they looking for in a spouse? The right up there, number one or number two, women usually say sense of humor is number one. Men usually say sense of humor is number two after attractiveness. And so yeah. <laughs> absolutely, sense of humor is so important. So when it comes to parenting though, I mean, what does yeah. that look like? Is that is that dad jokes? I mean, I love a good dad <laughs> joke. Like for sure, a hundred percent. But what does that practically look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just need to tell a quick story. So I do stand-up comedy and I'm a certified humor professional. And I mean, my life is really, I've written a book on navigating grief with humor. Humor is my jam, right? And I was married for 25 years when my husband finally came to hear me present once. I was presenting during Holy Week on the psychology of suffering. And he came to hear me speak and afterwards he came up to me. I'm at, still at the podium. I'm, you know, gathering my papers. And he looked at me and he said, I didn't know you were funny. <laughs> he had, he, he had no idea. He did not know I was funny because he had a very different sense of humor. So he would tell dad jokes and he would get his jokes from like the rappers from Laffy Taffy. Yes. That was his style. And I'm a little more, I don't know, cerebral. I don't, I don't know what it was, but he had no idea I was funny. He didn't, he picked up on it because I'm talking about the psychology of suffering and yet able to get people to laugh in the audience. And suddenly it was like an epiphany for him. So the question you ask is in parenting, what does humor look like? It can take on a lot of different forms, Summer. It can be dad jokes. It can be um, teasing. And I just want to talk a minute about teasing. That in some of our families, that is our love language. That is the way we communicate affection. We tease other each other, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a caution, however, is that if as a parent we are teasing our child and it is targeting an insecurity, we are actually creating uh, some self consciousness. We're we're creating some esteem issues. We there's research out there. If you tease a child about their weight, they actually will gain weight. They will emotionally eat and put on more weight. Um, So if we're teasing children, we have to be very careful that it is very gentle teasing and it is not targeting any kind of possible insecurity. And frankly, it's sometimes dangerous. Like I'll tease my students in the classroom and I realize that I have to be very careful because there's a power differential there. And Mm. if I tease them, they can't tease me back because I'm holding their grades in my hands. And the same goes with parenting is if I'm teasing a child, they might not have the vocabulary to tease back or the cognitive um, abstract ability to create a retort. And so we just want to be very careful about the way we tease children um, that they continue to feel safe. There are so many other ways to use humor in parenting though. This is a really sad story, but a beloved friend of mine she and her husbands, uh, they have five sons and three of them were killed in a car crash by a, d- a drunk driver. Oh. And the two younger sons were alive. Uh, and so my friend and her husband and those two younger sons were grieving so hard. And she would purposefully make sure that at the end of every night, after dinner was done and it was before bed, she would turn on a sitcom and they would sit and watch something funny. And that was how she was helping her children through a lot of the various, like the layers of grief, but sitcoms was a way for her to use humor 
in helping facilitate just some levity before they went to bed. We can use humor in conflict. If we're arguing with uh, one of our kids or we're arguing with our spouse, if we can find a way to find some humor in that situation, to look at it through a different lens or uh, make fun of your self-deprecating humor is fantastic. If I can make fun of myself and say, here I go again, suddenly that just relieves a lot of the tension within that conflict. And then we can start to focus on the problem rather than each other as the problem. So there's just a lot of different ways that we can use humor in parenting. Uh, we could be playful. We can we can goof off. On Facebook, I saw a memory today of one day I was walking through Best Buy with my kids and ser- they were playing serious radio uh, in Best Buy and the Almond Brothers song, Melissa, came on. And of course, it's my, you know, my theme song because that's my name. And so I stopped and I sang loudly along with it in the middle of Best Buy while my children had to stand there and endure me. <laughs> One time I was caught dancing in the in Cub to the music and I told my daughter, I said, someday you're going to appreciate that your mother danced along to music at the store. And she said, no, I appreciate that now. So I think it just creates some levity and light in relationships that sometimes could contain some heaviness and intensity. Yeah, no, for sure. I have memories when I was young. This is just you being in a store reminded me of this, but it's been a thing in our family to mortify each other. If one of us is in the fitting room at a store trying something on, Uh we will just start yelling, I need toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the family just bolts. They're like, I don't know this person. No, but we do that. We do that teasing thing too. And and people sometimes walk into our house and they're horrified because they're like, Uh how are you guys talking to each other? Like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is what we do. When we get too serious, then it's, that's concerning. But I think there's got to be a line, right? Like where, where is that? Where, you know, some parents are like, they don't address the serious things. They're just like, yeah, "Yeah, let's just laugh some more. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we use it as a defense mechanism. We use humor as a way of escaping talking about anything that actually matters. And that is a risk. Another risk is that we will use humor as a way of deflecting anything that might feel too intense or too uncomfortable. And then the third risk, I think, when we're using humor is when it does target somebody who's feeling quite vulnerable. When we're teasing them, we want to be gentle about the teasing and we want to make sure, like I said, not it's not about an insecurity. And I think that ultimately I, your question actually holds the answer is that we want to draw the line when we're finding that humor is allowing us to evade issues that do need to be addressed. And if we've worked really hard as parents to make sure that Humor, you know, is a big part of our family. It's a part of the fabric of our family. We love to laugh together and we've really won at that. Yeah. How do we get our kids to take us seriously when we do need to go to that serious place? Yeah. Their kids are intuitive and perceptive and they follow our lead. We are the barometers. We are, as parents, we are the emotional and intellectual and cognitive. We are the barometers in that household. You know, my kids can read me pretty well. They know when I'm playful and I have a, um, I have an unpleasant resting face. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So <laughs> when, when I'm not 
intentionally holding a smile on my face, they will think that I'm in, I'm in distress or I'm angry and they'll check in with me. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you mad? And so I need to be very careful about the, the face that I'm projecting to them. When I walk in the door, I need to make sure that I'm smiling at them on purpose so that they can see that I'm in a fine mood. But our kids, they, they read us well and they uh, pick up on where we are emotionally. So if we're not in a place to be playful, they pick up on that. And so to me, the question is less about how do we get them to take us seriously when we need them to? And I think the the other question on the flip side is how do we communicate that we are in a place to be playful and jocular and that we are in a fine mood so that they can feel relief and relaxed and can be playful with us and we are allowing room for humor there. Do you find that that is a problem for you ever in your family or have you always been able to kind of set that tone to where they know you can have fun? Yeah, for the most part, I've, I mean, I'm a, I focus on fun. My priority is levity in the home because life is so serious everywhere else. Life feels so heavy and hard everywhere else that I want to make it a priority that we can, we can laugh at home. And like I said, that doesn't mean that we can't have serious moments. I mean, my husband passed away and we've had some really, really hard emotional hits, my children and I, and we can, we can go there. We can, we can sit with the heaviness. We can sit with our grief. We can process the hard parts and then turn right around and we can find humor in it as well. An example of that is, and this is a really intense story, and I apologize ahead of time for it, but the day my husband passed away, it was, he had been sick for only four months and we thought we had years with him and it turned out we only had hours. And so we're in the hospital and he passes away and we, the three of us are just devastated, absolutely devastated. As an aside, the one thing that made him crazy was tardiness. He did he could not tolerate anybody being tardy. He if you weren't 5 minutes early, you were late. And my daughter was born late and was late for everything her entire <laughs> life. Church would start at 10:30 and we'd tell her it started at 9:30 so that we could actually get there before, you know, it was time to greet yeah. one another. <laughs> so the night he passed away, we'd been staying, you know, we'd been waiting and waiting around and praying and singing songs and Six o'clock rolled around and the kids hadn't eaten anything really all day. So I asked my brother to take them down to the cafeteria at the hospital to grab some dinner. And as soon as they left, Scott's breathing got more labored and he died while they were down in the cafeteria. And so um, one of my other siblings texted my brother and said, come bring the kids back up. And he did. And the three of us stood there in the hospital room trying to catch our breath. We were just devastated. And we said our goodbyes to him and they each said, I love you, daddy, one last time. And then we went home and we're standing in the kitchen, my kids and I, and we're crying. We are just desperately sad and afraid of what the future holds. And we are choking and gasping on our sobs. And then my daughter took a breath and said, I can't believe I was even late to his death. And my son and I started to laugh because, I mean, it was just like the worst, funniest thing she could have said. And it caught us by surprise. And we, the three of us started laughing. We're holding each other in the kitchen. 
And the gasping, choking sobs turned into gasping, choking laughter. And we were laughing so hard. But in that laughter, there was breath, there was oxygen, there was life. And the Holy Spirit used that laughter. I heard my kids laughing and he said, they're going to be okay. And in my laughter, he told them, your mother is going to be strong. The Holy Spirit used that laughter to comfort us in the time that was the most distressing that I've ever had in my entire lifetime, my children too. And so is there room for seriousness and levity? I think there was, there was nothing more precious in that moment than that laughter. So I think there's room for both. You know, Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for laughter and there's a time for weeping and there's a time for dancing and a time for planting and sowing. And so, yeah, I think there's room for everything there. And I think that's where it's hard to picture parenting with humor. Like we can picture on the good days when we're out playing at the park or sitting around the table, making each other laugh. But in those Mm -hmm. hard moments, realizing that humor belongs there too. um, I think that that is, is so important. And, And I guess what, what would you say to the person who's listening? And it's like, that's really great. But I'm not funny. Like there's, I don't know how to be funny. I've never been funny. So how do mm-hmm. I parent with humor? Yeah, what if we're not funny? Well, that's a great question. And the thing is, is that there is no, you don't have to be. There is, there's humor all around us and we can intentionally seek it out. Um, and our kids are funny. They're so funny. Even when they're not trying to be, they are just... If you're just if you just look for it, you can find it. You don't have to be doing stand-up in the kitchen for your kids, but you can find like my friend Connie, who purposefully located sitcoms to help her two younger boys navigate the death of their brothers. I look for a stand-up comedy that's clean, and my kids and I will watch it on YouTube or dry bar comedy. We will watch funny movies. I ah, there are just so many funny kids movies. I love the Veggie Tales. Uh, even now, my teens they just get cracked. They just crack up with Bob and Larry. And so, there's a lot of opportunities to locate humor. But I think it comes down to as parents that we just stop taking ourselves so seriously, and that we let our kids laugh at us. There's something about it that they hold us in such high esteem, and we carry so much authority in the home. Sometimes if we can be self-deprecating, if we can laugh at ourselves, if we can be goofy and silly, it gives our children permission to see us as human. Just like I think there's great value in a humble apology. When I mess up, I give a humble apology to my children so that I can model for them what a humble apology looks like. I think it's also important that I show them what levity and laughter and humor in adulthood looks like. And it's not all heaviness and intensity and bleak, but that it's fun to be an adult. It's fun to be part of this family. And I, I think that it probably looks different depending on your family and your dynamic. Yes. You know, I, I've been in, you know, awkward situations where the husband is, is mocking the wife and he's trying to be Oof. funny about it, but it's obviously crossing lines. She doesn't appreciate it. It's awkward for everybody. It's, it's not a humorous situation and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's abusive. And I feel like, you know, finding that thing that works for your family, like for our family, like you said, we tease each other. Other people mm-hmm. are horrified at the thought of that. But mm-hmm. what are some other ideas? So you, what are some things that you've incorporated? So you've mentioned sitcoms are a solution Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just getting a, a chance to laugh at yourself or each other. What are some other examples either in your home or in your practice 
that you've mm-hmm. utilized? In the home, um, I've just, I've tried to set a tone for my kids that we just, we can laugh, we can augment one another's humor at dinner time. And this was a, a habit that I set long before Scott even got sick and passed away that we would sit down at dinner and we would, you know, say grace. And then one of the first questions I would ask, instead of asking, how is your day? Which usually the answer is fine. I would ask silly questions when the kids were littler. I would ask my daughter, so what happened when the dinosaur showed up at group time this morning in school? And she'd say, there wasn't a dinosaur at group time. And I'd say, really? Well, what happened at group time then? And then she would, you know, start to talk about what happened at group time. So I would ask a a silly question or a funny question. And then as the children got older, I would ask them, tell me something that happened today that made you laugh. Or tell me something that you did today that made somebody else laugh. Or how'd you bring a smile to somebody else's face today? And just, we would just go around the table and share funny stories or uh, kind stories or gratitude stories, but something that would bring levity and light into the conversation. And uh, and the conversations would flow from there. And even now, I'll ask my son that question. He'll come home from school and I'll say, tell me something that funny that happened today. And he'll, you know, he'll talk about an explosion in chemistry or, you know, a joke he shared with a teacher and that kind of thing. And it just sets a, a, a lovely tone for the meal. Other ways with our kids when they're smaller, play is just, to me, playfulness is part of humor and vice versa. And so setting your phone aside or your iPad and getting down on the ground with your child and looking in the eye and playing with them and following their lead is to me such good humor and such good parenting. I love the questions thing. Recently with my husband, I started doing that. I don't don't remember where I read it, but that there are five questions you should ask your husband every day. And one of them is, what was your favorite thing that happened today? What was your least favorite thing? What is something that made you laugh? What is something that you need to apologize for? And there was a fifth one. I don't know. But um, the, the make great. me laugh one, it's always like a lot of pressure. He's like, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't laugh today. I'm like, not true. <laughs> I know that's not true. You know, but I think having that question prepared and having your kids expect that mom's going to ask me this it probably makes them yeah. more intentional throughout the day to look for things yeah. or to make someone laugh so they have a good story at dinner time. I think right, that's awesome. Right. That's the thing about humor is that we've got various humor styles and there are actually four humor styles that we kind of categorize and fit into. And the first one is a hostile or aggressive humor style, which is, you know, we we target other groups, we make fun of other groups, we tease, we ridicule, we're sarcastic. And so if we're telling political jokes or uh, sexist jokes or that kind of thing, that tends to be falling into that category. But then there's self-deprecating humor where you you make fun of yourself, you uh, point out your foibles, you're able to laugh at yourself. And both of those tend to be a little more negative, a little darker kind of humor. But then there's more positive forms of humor. One is called um, self-affirming, where we find humor out in our environment, we look for humor. We're we're trying to use humor to to lift our spirits, uh, and then the the other the fourth category is called affiliative, where we just it's conversational, and 
Summer, you and I have been showing that even in this conversation, one of us will say something and the other will laugh. But if I ask you later, what did we laugh about in this conversation? Neither of us will remember it because it was affiliative. It was kind of that social lubricant that moves the conversation forward. And, and that tends to be most of our humor throughout the day is that using humor just to connect with another person, not necessarily around a topic or a joke or a point. Oh, I love it. Cause there's a lot of things we use as social crutches, <laughs> but yes. humor, I would have to say is probably up there as one of the, one of the better ones. One of the healthier oh, ones. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So someone who's listening, who's intimidated because, you know, yeah. this was never a part of our family growing up. And I, I don't know that I've done well incorporating this into my house now. What, what are like, I don't know, three things or one thing, I don't know that they could start yeah. with that is a baby step toward this. Okay. Uh, One thing to do is just watch your kids for a day or two and see what makes them laugh or smile and do more of that. So if they're laughing at uh, VeggieTales, see that, look at that kind of silly humor and see if you can find ways to incorporate that more in your house. Like uh, what other household objects can you give voices to or help them come up with stories behind? If they think Three Stooges is funny, well then be goofy and integrate a little more physical humor into your uh, the way you're making lunch today. But see what your kids' humor styles are like and follow suit and bring more of that around into your daily routine. But I think you made the great point of if your kids know that you're going to be asking about what made them laugh, they're going to be looking for it more. Same is true for us as adults, is that if we're going to make this a priority, We're going to be a little more intentional starting today, looking at what's funny, what's, what's funny out there. I mean, just watching two squirrels chasing each other around the tree trunk out front as I'm talking is really adorable. And that just lifted my spirits a minute. So we can seek out humor. We can integrate, we can find joke books. My husband used Laffy Taffy wrappers for goodness sakes. And my kids thought they were hilarious and it didn't take much effort at all. So there are ways to find and integrate more humor into our life without even being funny person. I I think it's just important to remember that humor is a virtue. You know, I feel like we look at parenting and it's this very sacred task. And there are very important things we need to implement in our children's lives and examples mm-hmm. that we need to set. And there's all this pressure, but I, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of families who just have never considered that humor is one of those. It, it, it's a lifeline. It's a, a tactic yes. that's going to help your kids get through <laughs> everything yes. that's coming in this world. And just being open to implementing that. And just remember that one of the primary goals of childhood is play. I mean, that is how they learn all of these tasks. It's how they make sense of the world. It's how they understand relationships and understand mechanics. And it's how they play is how they understand their world and their environment and how to relate to one another and to us. And so if you are playful, and to me, that is synonymous with funny and humorous. I think they they all go together. That to me is really good parenting is to step into their play with them and model playfulness with them. And it's not just for them. I feel like for me, when yes. I play, when I let myself go, I feel like my kids end up being an excuse for me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I love, okay, I love adventures and odyssey. I've just, mm. but I didn't grow up on it. And so as an adult, I discovered it. I, I came to the Lord later. And so I, I discovered Adventures and Odyssey. I find out I'm pregnant 
and I subscribe for the Odyssey Adventure Club. Well, because I'm going to be a mom. I need it. My kid's not going to appreciate this for the next three years. <laughs> but it was, you know, I just feel like the toys in our house, the games that we play, it's yeah. really just our kids are an excuse because humor is needed yes, for absolutely. everybody. Everybody. Moms included. Yes. Sometimes yes. especially. <laughs> especially. Lighten up, my friends, please, for the yes. love of your children. Oh, well, thank you, Melissa, so much for having this conversation with us. And it's my I, pleasure. I, I'm just, I'm excited to get more intentional with my kids. We like to laugh, but I think, yeah, looking for those things and making it a point every day to stop down and talk about what is funny, I think is going to be just a really fun exercise for us. Yay. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, admit, was your favorite part of that conversation the part where she assured you that you don't have to be funny to do this well? (laughs) Because let's face it, not all of us are funny. Oh, I live for those Laffy Taffy rapper jokes. I mean, honestly, dad jokes are my jam. And so I was assured that, you know, I can turn to tools when I feel ill-equipped myself. And so I hope you found hope. I hope that you maybe laughed a little bit. And I hope that you were inspired and reminded that, hey, we're all just figuring this out as we go, right? No, seriously, how do I do this? If you want to connect with us deeper, you can jump online, search Facebook for, no, seriously, how do I do this? And you can always shoot me an email, summer at seriouslyhow.com. And remember, please promise never to forget you are loved and you are not alone. <laughs>